Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very special guest coming from the Garden State, New Jersey, or if you live there, we call it Jersey. I used to live in North Brunswick. This young man um, is a Syracuse University graduate. His name came up in a conversation when I was talking with Syracuse alumni from Southern California. They told me about this young man who was doing great things in the community, and he has owns his own business. And I said, hey, could you please reach, reach out for me? And uh, we finally connected. He has a thing called the Day of Giving. It is on every Tuesday. Without further ado, Mr. Andrew Martino. Thank you for coming to No Picks of the Dark Podcast. Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out your busy day and your schedule um, to, to come on the No Picks of the Dark Podcast. And um, what I wanted to give a background is, so Andrew and I both went to Syracuse University. That, I want to give that background real quick. Um, right. Out to Syracuse University. <clears throat> beautiful school. Uh, you were there. Your freshman year was national championship year, correct? That is correct. Uh, that's a great year, 2003. That's the year I, I graduated. Yep. So we we bordered each other. <laughs> yes, we did. We definitely did. So without further ado, Andrew, you have some great things going on right now in New Jersey. But before we get into that, let's give the folks a little background about yourself. It's your show. Absolutely. So uh, as you mentioned, Syracuse guy, graduated in 2006 um, from Whitman. I was a triple E major, uh, minored in hospitality management. So I was one of the few people that actually ended up doing what uh, they went to school for, which is a nice thing. Um, right out of school, I went on a lot of the standard job interviews that you're supposed to go on and put on my shirt and tie. Um, and I hated every single one. Um, I was drawn back to hospitality. I took a job down on Long Beach Island as the GM of a restaurant and nightclub there. Um, and that's really how it kicked off my hospitality career in uh in the garden state that's nice man that's real nice i mean i, I get it a lot of, you're, you're you're right a lot of people don't do what they're doing when they went to college for it which is interesting yeah but you found like you had a passion with hospitality and dealing with people it's funny i i actually was in retail management major and i worked at wegmans for a little bit also so i was in the food chain with, re, with real estate with retail for a little bit so i enjoyed it a lot Love me some Wegmans too. Yeah, I was there for quite a bit, quite a long time, right after college. So I do miss the people and hospitality end of things. Definitely. So you, when you were working in Jersey, were you there for Hurricane Sandy when it happened? Uh, yes, Hurricane Sandy um, happened uh, right in uh, October of, uh, I believe it was October of 2012. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So it was devastating for the area, just like a lot of other places. Um, the place I was working at was pretty, uh, pretty destroyed. Uh, where I was living at the time also got destroyed, but uh, took it as an opportunity. And uh, as LeBron would say, I took my talents to San Diego. Um, and I was there for about a little, little under four years. Now, did you like, was it hard for moving from the East Coast to the West Coast for you? It really wasn't a big transition just because I was coming from more of a beach town um, in New Jersey and heading the same way. Uh, if anything, I felt like the the East Coast grind and, and hard work definitely paid dividends in San Diego where things were a little bit more relaxed. Nice, nice. So what were you doing out in San Diego as far as uh, restaurants or hospitality-wise? 
Uh, same thing, you know, um, I was running a few different restaurants and bars as a director of operations. I ended up starting my own hospitality consultant company out there. Um, and it was during a hiatus um, from work out there after opening up four venues in a year. It was crazy. I reconnected with my now wife who lived in New York at the time. And uh, we settled down in Jersey City and we've been here about four years now. Nice, nice. Thank you. Thank you for giving the audience a nice little quick background about yourself. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. So it. right now, you're doing something very special right now in Jersey. I, I, and when I say Jersey, because I used to live in New Jersey for a little bit. Okay. When, you know, and people from outside say, say Jersey, New Jersey. I say right. Jersey. I lived in Brunswick for a little bit. And I lived in uh, this little town called Neptune. Oh, yeah. Right out, right where Barre Bar- is. And Belmar in a little area up that way, if you know that area right well. And you're doing something really great. Tell listeners what you were doing and how this whole concept came up with what's going on and with, with everything going on in the world right now. Yeah. Um, so I have um, I have a restaurant, uh, takeout and delivery restaurants inspired by food trucks in Jersey City. Um, you know, we've been operating actually today is our one year anniversary. So quick shout out that we made it a year. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, no, it's um, Jersey city was one of the hardest hit, you know, parts of not only the state, but also the country. Um, my business is here. I live a few blocks away um, from the hospital. So it was really just um, healing here in ambulances kind of going off day in, day out that um, especially right off the bat, uh, it wasn't a good feeling, man. Felt, felt really helpless. And, um, it, uh, it was scary. It was a really scary time. So I wanted to try to turn that energy into something productive. What were your thoughts when the state of New Jersey shut down restaurants and only had them do takeout? How did you adjust to that with only takeout and nobody coming in? Um, yeah, so we, so, so we have a, we have a brick and mortar, um, storefront. We are, we are on solid ground, even though we take our inspiration from, from food trucks. Um, it was nerve wracking, you know, right off the bat, we lost for us all of our catering business, which is a big chunk of business. Um, you know, all the corporate stuff, all the businesses shutting down, uh, and everybody kind of didn't know what to expect. I think everybody at the time thought, okay, two weeks, you know, no big deal. Two weeks, we can get through this, not realizing the longer term impacts and, and how long and how severely it was going to affect everybody's life. Did you lose any staff during this process? Yes. We have a pretty small team. It's it's myself and four other people. So we are in a fortunate position where I was able to retain my whole staff. Um, you know, they were able to retain most of their hours. You know, we don't have a, you know, we're less than a thousand square feet. So we don't have a staff of 30, like a lot of restaurants that did have to lay off, you know, quite a few people, if not their whole staff. How did you end up helping cook, feed health workers and essential workers out there? Yeah. How did it all come about? Please explain. Sure. So um, almost exactly a month ago, some parents from a school here in Jersey City said they wanted to donate some meals to frontline healthcare workers. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's a really cool idea. Um, they they gave me some money and said, you know, do what you can do. Drop off, you know, as much as this can feed. Um, so I was able to feed 50 people that first day. And just that experience and seeing how badly it was needed, how crazy things were at the hospital itself, um, the amount of people going in and out, uh, it just made me feel like, oh, wow, this is something that's really, really important and I can help do. Um, so I made the decision to shut down 
business on Tuesdays and turn that into a day of giving. And basically, I just come in, I cook myself all day, as many meals as uh, people have donated, drop it off. Um, we've gotten up to feed like over 100 people now. Tomorrow, we're going to feed over 120 people, uh, hoping for to do 200 people next week. So it's been um, it's been really great. And what's the reception for this, uh, for, you know, the healthcare workers out there? I mean, what do they think about you going out and doing this for the community? They're loving it, man. I mean, just the, the looks on people's faces, it's why I and a lot of people get into hospitality. You just like seeing that pure joy when someone has, you know, that first bite or a sip of a cocktail you made or that. I mean, it's that same feeling that that we were getting because they're just so thankful. And it's ne- it's necessary. It's not that, oh, the hospital food isn't that good. It's that there's so many people there. There is not food for them to eat. Um, so, you know, providing something necessary that hopefully can give them a lift of energy, you know, a buzz about them. Maybe they've been there for 24 hours already. You know, um, anything that we can do, we got to try to do. That's nice. That's nice. And. When those parents came up to you and, and said that, what was your first, were you first kind of like, I don't know if I really want to do this. Um, you know, this, it sounds good, but let, let's see how this works. What was your first, you know, when you first heard, when they came up and approached you about this? When it was, this was now almost a month ago. So at first I was like, can I do this? I wasn't sure if I was even allowed to drop off food or you know, enter the hospital. And they, you know, kind of assured me, said, no, ask for this person. And, and so that breaking of the barrier for them and getting it started, you know, not only has that sparked myself and, and Ghost Truck Kitchen doing this every Tuesday, but there's so many more restaurants in the community now that are doing the same thing. They're getting anonymous donations and dropping off 20 pizzas and, you know, the support of the community. If there's one positive that can come out of all this, you know, the way that Jersey City has come together has been really, really amazing. And that's one of the big things that I'm focusing on right now. And um, it's just about being a sense of community and how you're describing everything about community, because I think we all have to band together to make this work. Um, as you know, you work in the hospitality industry, and a lot of people have lost their jobs right now. Yep. And a lot of people are fair foul for unemployment. I have places in Baltimore right now that kind of like what you're doing. They do um, for the community. They do once a month now. It's gonna be another. It's gonna be another month coming around where they do 150 dinners for people in the community for supporting them and supporting the business. And it's something very nice that they do down here. Um, do you foresee you see yourself seeing doing something like that for the media community in your area going forward, or are we gonna stick keep with uh, public health workers? Um, so what I've actually already done is I already started doing right when hospitality workers started losing their job, we started offering a discount for 30% off all our menu for hospitality workers. Since then, we've extended it to retail workers that have also lost their job. Um, there are places in our community that are feeding people for free that are donating, you know, dozens and dozens of meals to food pantries. Um, I know we're definitely going to continue doing this every Tuesday for, you know, not only as long as we need to, but this might be something that we continue with forever, just as a reminder, you know, of, of where we're at and how much this experience has changed us. Now, is there a a certain hospital you go to, or do you go to, um, and I look at people on the front line, I look at grocery store workers, grocery store workers, I look at firefighters. I look at, you know, everybody who's out there who 
that you know that they call that essential workers. Uh, is that something that you're looking into, or how do you rotate the people? How do you go about giving sure. food out that day? Sure, that's a good question. So um, last week we made our donation specifically to uh, the custodial and security personnel at the hospital. Um, and the reason that we chose those folks to do it is because, you know, just like in a restaurant, you know, there's an ecosystem and everybody is a part of that ecosystem in order for people to do their job. So we wanted to make sure those people are recognized because if the custodians aren't taking out the trash and the security guards aren't locking down the exits, and if those things aren't happening, you know, doctors and nurses and technicians and specialists, they can't do what they're best at, you know? Um, so that's what we focused on last week. At the time, we've still just been working mostly with Jersey City Medical Center because it is so close to both my home and the restaurant. Um, I have also donated at the request of a high school classmate. Um, there was an ICU staff that saved her father's life, and she asked that I donate um, some meals to them. So I did that last Monday, went over to uh, uh, St. Barnabas in Livingston, New Jersey, and, and dropped off about uh, 30 meals for, for workers that day you know, at the request of a classmate who I haven't seen or spoken to probably in 20 years. That's powerful, man. <clears throat> Kudos to you. That is very powerful. You haven't seen a classmate in many years, but you went out your way and did that. That's uh, that's very powerful. And <clears throat> that speaks to a lot of integrity. And that that's a beautiful thing for you and says about your company and your business. That I, I really like hearing things in nature. I'm sure the audience will too. It's just beautiful yeah. to hear this. And it's, that's got to be what, sp what spreads, you know, it's got to be what spreads in the community. You know, you nailed it before. Um, it is all we have. You know, we can't be reliant on someone to come in and save the day right now. It's going to be, you know, people who have more and it might not just be money. You know, you could be a great artist and do something that lifts someone's day. You could, you know, sew masks. You can, you know, I think everybody just needs to pitch in and not you know, not necessarily feel sorry for themselves, but just just do something that makes them feel good as well as helps us as a as a whole. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Now, for the food that you are preparing, have you gotten any um, donations from any like uh, produce places in the area or any meat depots or anything out the area area yeah. saying, hey, you know what? I like what you're doing. Let's let, let me donate this produce that we were going to use. Let me donate this. We can't use it right now. Yep. We've, uh, we've been working a little bit with a food distributor who's also local in Jersey city called Woolco. Um, and they've been, you know, donating a few goods each week, um, for us to utilize, you know, as part of our donation. So that's been, been really great. We've had other companies reach out and say, I want to help. How can we get involved? You know, so it's not just me. I can only cook so much. We're doing this one day. I turn them to other people and say, hey, this person's doing it for this hospital. Like they could really use some, some support. So there's definitely a network of restaurants and kitchens and people that are, you know, making this happen, you know, not just at one hospital, but all around the country, I'm sure. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I just like I said, we have a couple places around here in Baltimore doing the same thing, which I love. And like, and that's why, again, I wanted to have you on the show because you are doing something that needs to be highlighted. And I think people, I think, again, we need to hear positive stories out here. And I think people need to hear all these stories say, you know what? Things are not doom and gloom. You know, we, we, we will make it through all this. And there are people out here who are, you know, going to do what they do their best to make sure people, like you said, are happy today. Get, get through the day, get through the week, not stressing about a meal, not stressing about, you know, 
when's my next, I don't know how to pay my rent, you know, let's take your mind off. At least we can get you some food out here. At least we can get you a nice home cooked meal or things of that nature. What about um, when you, you know, you went to the custodial staff, were you able to see their faces or did they take pictures of themselves, send back to you, say how appreciative they were when they received that meal? I'm just curious, your feedback, have they, have they called you and reached out? Have they sent letters to you saying, hey, man, I can't believe you just did this. Thank you so much. We have not. We get usually the same group of people that receives the food each week. So they'll obviously thank us from the week prior and tell us how much everyone's loved it. But no, we haven't gotten uh, an official letter or anything like that, nor are we expecting it. Um, you know, we know it's uh, it's appreciated and enjoyed um, and needed, you know, for, for these guys that are, you know, quite literally risking their lives, you know, not getting just, you don't, you don't take a job as a custodian or, or a security guard and think, you know, I'm going to be risking my and my family's life for a few months doing this job. Um, so a lot of respect to, to those people who have the courage to continue to come to work every day and, and make sure that we can save as many lives as we can. That's nice. Now, now, you know, I have to ask the question, what meals are you making? Cause they say, you, I mean, you know, all day, what meals are you making people? Oh yeah. So, so, so I'm throwing down. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, okay. Okay. I, I, I could, could take the easy way out and make like a hundred of the same thing, but, but that's not what we're about here at ghost truck. So um, we've been doing a variety of different stuff, everything from open face pulled pork sandwiches on cornbread with slaw to a Jamaican jerk chicken bowl with turmeric, coconut rice, and some roasted veg um, doing uh, did a Japanese cucumber salad last week. We're doing Caesar salads. We're doing tofu stuff for for my vegetarians out there. Uh, we're dropping off carrot cake and and brownies for desserts. Uh, we dropped off a bunch of juices and oranges and apples just from just fresh and good produce for people that that don't have the time to sit down for a meal and can only grab a piece of fruit or a juice. Um, so really change it up kind of every week. Oh, we're doing teriyaki steak fried rice we did last week. Um, oh so really showcasing everything we do and, and making sure that that there's something for everybody. Man, you about to have me hop on the Jersey Pike, man. New Jersey <laughs> Turnpike in a minute. <laughs> I'll get some food. I'm over here, my stomach's you. growling now, man. Yeah, wow. That You know what? That's what's up, man. Because, you know, when, whenever I... Sometimes, you know, you think when people are doing things like this, they're, they're going to make a big old pot of spaghetti, you right. know, or, uh, you know, a big old pot of something. Where you know it can hold people, but that sounds like some le- that's legit food right there. That's some legit. Yeah, and it's and it's nice, you know, for for me getting back to why you you cook in the first place, right? You like you know people in their house, their home. You cook for your family. You cook with love and all those things, and and that's the way that I feel when I'm doing it. Is I, I put a lot of time and care into it, knowing that I want people to feel that on the other end when they receive the meal, and it's not just oh hey man here's um one of the 50 pounds of chicken parm we made in one big, you know, big <laughs> oven in, in 20 minutes. Um, so I, I'm sure that they, uh, they appreciate it. And it's, it's great that we're able to do that. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions about this. So did you, were you, did you cook when you were at home living with your parents? Did your mom or dad, somebody teach you how to cook? That's the first question. No, it was the exact opposite. I grew up with my mom and she still to this day is a, admittedly atrocious in the kitchen doesn't know how to cook anything or season anything so i was always addicted to the cooking shows and things like that like wolfgang puck and emerald back when i was when i was young growing up and just always loved it did you cook at college at all did you cook a little bit i did i did i started cooking in college i was the the fry guy on wednesday nights at darwin's you know and i had to work the fryers um and then was always managing running kitchens uh creating menus and and things like that 
Shout out to Darwin's. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, Darwin's is one of the best restaurant bars. Yes. Yeah, bar restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> a bar restaurant in Syracuse, at Syracuse University. Uh, uh, good times. I feel like I lived my most of my college career there. Same. Uh, <laughs> so what about your wife? Do you cook at home or does she cook? So, I'm always curious. A lot of chefs don't cook when they go home. They don't. They don't want to. We we definitely split the cooking. Um, very fortunate that both my in laws, my wife's parents, are are both much more accomplished chefs than than I would ever call myself. Um, so it definitely runs runs in the family. Um, they have a food service business also. Uh, we we share it. I would say that she likes it better when I cook. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. So give a plug about ghost truck i mean let's yeah. talk about that a little bit we you talked about what you're doing to community. give us talk about ghost truck tell us sure. about it sure so like i said we're celebrating our year anniversary um came up with the concept a few years ago it was a little a little out of the box then and still maybe but essentially what we are is a virtual food truck lot so we do a variety of different cuisines all made from scratch um and they're all under different food truck labels so um the idea is if if you want uh, fried rice bowl, somebody else wants wings, and then someone else ha- is a vegan, you guys can all get something that's tasty and fresh, opposed to the person who likes meat having to get crappy meat from the, you know, the salad spot, or vice versa. Um, and that's kind of what we focus on small batch cooking, um, take our inspiration from food trucks, try to get creative with our cuisine, and uh, make everything fresh to order. And what would you say would be your one of your top five dishes you that that sells very well with you guys? Uh, everybody loves the wings. I'm I'm not gonna lie, we have the best wings in New Jersey, maybe the whole East Coast. Um, <laughs> we we get a real nice, fresh, antibiotic-free wing, brine for a day, then dry rubbed and smoked, and then it's finished on the grill. No no deep frying in our kitchen. Nice, nice. I, I like the healthy. I like the healthy look. I like the healthy. Definitely. So wings, mac and cheese. Um, some of the classics are teriyaki fried rice bowl, um, our, our Jamaican jerk island bowl, uh, also very popular dishes. We, you know, everything's good. It, if it's not good, it's not on the menu, you know? Got you. Got you. Okay. All right. So I'm about to put you under rapid fire right now. Let's okay. rapid fire time. All right. Um, this is, this is the part where I always like to rev it up a little bit for, since you're in the, and since you're in the industry, it's even better. I love it. I love it. Ready? Yeah. Flats or drums? Flats. Pancakes or French toast? French toast. Mimosas or Bloody Marys? Mimosas. Brunch or dinner? Dinner. Nice, nice. Okay, all right. All right. And then, I, was, I was stressed about that last one. That brunch <laughs> or dinner one. I, I don't think I've ever thought about that question. You know? Yeah, brunch <laughs> or dinner. I mean, I, I, I would take brunch any day. I, that's just me. Yeah. And who is your all-time favorite chef that you that you enjoy dead or alive um i'm gonna go with with restaurant tour um and and go with with danny meyer um before he blew up into the ubers of shake shack success and all that um just was exposed to to him early on when when setting the table came out um and i've just always admired what he believed is the true sense of the word hospitality um, and that's kind of been my focus and how I lay things out is just, you know, it's all about hospitality. Even in a takeout and delivery business, you know, we can we can shine with our hospitality. And you guys and you guys are again Jersey City, correct? 
Jersey City. Service All right, so Jersey City in Hoboken. I'm gonna have you plug where we can find you on social media. All that stuff, uh, Snapchat. I don't know. All where all the kids do. I don't know what the kids do nowadays. Yeah, but. I don't know. I'm not. The kids are on TikTok. I'm still <laughs> yeah. not there yet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make it there. But go ahead. Any yeah. social so we can look you up. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, so Instagram is at Hello GTK. Uh, our Venmo for the Day of Giving is also at Hello GTK. The website is also www.hellogtk.com. Uh, Twitter is hello underscore gtk just to change it up for you a little bit um but we are located at 356 barrack street in jersey city new jersey uh open up wednesday through sunday right now and again you said you touched it on a little bit we can venmo you money for donations for for the meals for tuesday correct that is correct so ten dollars gets you a meal um i've been matching so basically ten dollars feeds two people um, that's really the, the min and max. We don't need any more than you to do one meal would be awesome. And, uh, that's really it. You know, that's nice, man. That, yeah. I, I really appreciate you taking time out your schedule. Cause when I emailed you, like, man, I'm busy this, this today. I'm like, this guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy's hustling hard right now. I respect it, you know, and I know what you're doing for the community and hopefully the audience knows what you're doing for the community. And I have people who live in Jersey, who listen to the show, New York, New York is actually my second largest audience um and third is california so uh, you know i just i just really really love hearing the story and i'm glad i was able to have you on the show and tell your story about what you got going on and your company your business and what you got going on and, and i appreciate you any last words you want to say to the public out there uh nothing too major just you know be appreciative of, of everything you have, even if it doesn't seem like a lot, definitely be appreciative. Um, and there's a whole ecosystem. It's not just one restaurant or one doctor, you know, it's everybody out there that's still working to make things run and make sure that you're able to, to stay safe. So um, just, just be appreciative and, and try to do something. Hey, I appreciate you. And I, I gotta go check those wings out. Cause you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a flats guy. So I like flats. So oh, we got you. I'm all about flats. And uh, I used to go up the, city all the time so i get it i get it and i, I love the the wings i love the jerk love big jerk fan so everything you're saying is music to my ears right now all right as soon as this is over we got you covered we'll definitely do it again mr andrew martino i appreciate you coming on the no picks of the dark podcast keep doing your thing my man q salam love is supporting anything you need let me know all right brother take care thank you <laughs> <laughs>